What is up? I'm Darren and sometimes go as D-Lake, your host of Master of Sump, the internet's most exciting endurance sports podcast. We show you how to perform better as you get older in endurance sports, health, fitness, and life, all because you haven't peaked yet. And we do that through podcast conversations and stories. We all love getting new personal records in our endurance sport of choice. However, with this two-part series, I'd like to take an opportunity to highlight an underrepresented category, mental health and mental physical fitness. Listen on and let me prove to you why a podcast about physical insecurities and gender equality is just as important as how fast you can run. And hopefully, you can learn something that can help you live a better life. This episode is part one of three in the Growing Out of Shower series. It was previously a cross-release with another podcast called Cool Black Dudes that's on a long-term hiatus at the moment. In this episode, I'll explain and talk about racial stereotypes around men's physical traits, perspectives from other black guys around this topic because I'm not the only black dude that feels this way. I'll be doing a bit of internet sampling to help set up a few of these concepts. We'll go back in time and I'll tell a story about how I got my curiosity around the human body. Last, I'm joined in the series by Jessa, the nude blogger, to help me tell the female side of this complex story. She'll be mostly in the second part, so make sure to listen to that one once you finish this episode. If you like this, please share it out to whoever you think would listen, and any and all feedback is appreciated. Holler at DelayCreates.com or hit us up on the socials, DelayCreates and Master of Some Pod everywhere. It's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Peace. Masters of a podcast and Delay creates original narrative story about how a guy's very personal insecurities turn into something way bigger than his problems. The following, while extremely informative, contains adult language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Cool. Dude! Does the size of your Johnson actually matter in the grand scheme of things? Yes. <laughs> Because you gotta feel it. <laughs> the answer is it's better to have a bigger penis. The fear of being too small has spawned a behemoth of an industry called the male enhancement industry. Penis worthy of a king? Was it a king's? You know, I'm gonna be, first off, I think it's a tough position to be in because it's like mid game penis. Right. I was. Expecting more? You, sir, are too small. You must be bigger. The funny thing, though, is that most guys have an average size dinky. Have an average size dinky. Have an average size dinky. What do you mean by expectations? Well, you know, there's, you know, this, this stereotype, man, you know, and it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a brown-skinned dude, you know, you, you most likely are packing some heat, you know, and I, again, you know, I... I think there are two types, man. You got, you got, you got showers and growers. Some people are just ready to go all the time, and other people just need, need a little inspiration. Welcome to Digressions, a new podcast format brought to you by Cool Black Dudes Radio, Darren Lake, and Podpaste that tells upfront, unfiltered, and sometimes uncomfortable audio stories and documentaries about racial and race-related topics. I'm your host, Darren Lake. I have always been interested in the human body, in particular, why we put clothes on and why we aren't naked more. Like, what is actually stopping us from just being naked all the time? I've also been interested in the psychology and social norms around why we, as humans, do what we do. But funny enough, like most people, and from my findings looking at you men, 
in the Western world, I've always had a hesitation around the whole stripping down and skinning dipping naked with friends on a late summer's night. I've been with ladies before that obviously never saw me naked and I was okay with that. And I've also been in the guys' locker rooms and showering with nothing on and it got normal pretty quickly. But the guys are just half the population. I couldn't cope with taking it all off in front of you know, a group of women that I didn't know in a public setting. And my fear went deeper than all women. It was a particular race in a particular place. White women here in Australia. Uh, just letting you know, side note, that I live here in Sydney, Australia. I'm obviously from America originally. When I approached this idea a while back, I didn't want it to be a quote-unquote man talking about his penis. We've got enough of that happening everywhere. With toxic masculinity poking its steroid-injected head into everything, it's hard to miss. This is how toxic masculinity permeates culture. As I shared my story, I was told... But obviously, I'm a man, so it's got to come from my point of view, at least part of this story. I do have an awesome woman named Jessa. Hi, Jessa. Hi, Darren. The nude blogger, who's going to help me tell that side of the story later on here. With that said, our modern Western Puritan society usually equates the human nude body to sex. Again, in particular, the female body is most notable for being sexy. But I feel that there is more to this conversation than society's conservative ways. It's got to do more with vulnerability. And the lack of being okay with being vulnerable plays a very important role in more than we think. Before I start, please note that a lot of these ideas, while I try to incorporate science-based evidence and facts are, at the end of the day, still mostly my feelings, theories, and opinions on a very deep and layered topic that I find of interest. Okay, present-day Darren is going to come in real quick uh, because that email that I'm going to say is actually a bit old. So hit me up, holler at dlakecreates.com. That's H-O-L-L-E-R at D-L-A-K-E-C-R-E-A-T-E-S.com. That's just spelled the normal way. Or hit me up on the socials. That's uh, Instagram, Creates, Twitter, Creates, or... Facebook delay creates. Back to it. So with this investigation, we will go through different sections. Nikki, help me out. There are three major parts to this story. Part one, racial stereotypes and size inadequacies. Part two, society's perceptions. Part three, vulnerability and the cultural impact. Thanks, Nikki. Okay, back to my question from the intro. Does size really matter? It's super generic and almost annoying saying it. But maybe there is more to it than just dick size, right? This was my hypothesis, and I set out to prove it either right or wrong. On my quest to figure this out, I discovered a lot of interesting shit, most of it pertaining to how different races, genders, cultures, and communities deal with the topics of penis size, body shaming, gender equality, and more. I was able to tap my awesome network of friends, family, and the internet community to stitch this investigation together and hopefully help you, the listeners, see that while we are showing off how smart and amazing we are with technology, we still, as a society, have a lot of growing to do. So join me, my friends, and random sound bites I pulled from the internet as we make the world equal again by all getting naked. Next section. This episode was brought to you by Most Coach. We show you as you get older how to perform better in health, fitness, wellness, endurance sports, and life. We're all getting older, so rather than being like most humans on the earth and declining, why not be better, stronger, smarter, faster, and more wise than the 10 years ago version of yourself? 
Our NLP trained coaching experience will help you live your best life through habits and intentional decision making. Go to masterofsomepod.com slash coach or email us talk at delaycreates.com. Spell the normal way to book a free consultation call today. Part one, Darren's story. True story. Let's rewind back to the summer of 1988. Picture this. I'm a six-year-old little boy in summer camp at the Boys and Girls Club of America. I'm in a swimming pool locker in Astoria, Queens, New York City. I love playing around in pools, beaches, and I loved and still love summer. My mom put me in camp because she didn't want me getting bored and in trouble over the long summer break. Gotta love moms for that. So yeah, back to the locker rooms in the summer of 1988. I can't remember the way it was set up, but for some reason, the entry to this pool for everyone in the camp, i.e. girls, was through the boys' locker room. So each time we went swimming, the girls had to walk through it. I think it was my first week there, and I didn't really know how it all worked. Or someone told me, and I just forgot. Side note, I was raised by mostly women. Grandma, mom, godmother, you get it. So at my house, all the women used to change in front of me. No big deal. Back to the pool. So I'm running around naked and taking forever to change, which was standard practice for me, doing whatever six-year-old boys do. And this annoying eight-year-old, yeah, I just remember him being like big and kind of an asshole, was talking to me and just saying some dumb shit. I can't remember the particular details, but I remember him basically tricking me into believing that no one was coming. I think one group of girls came through and the camp counselors gave a sort of warning to tell the boys that they needed to put their clothes on. I was half-dressed and threw a towel on. The girls went through. All was good. I was safe. So I went back to taking as long as possible. Again, I'm a six-year-old with undiagnosed attention issues to change into my bathing suit. And that big bullyish kid was like, yeah, all good. No one's coming through. He lied. Another set of girls came through and I was mid-changing and about five or even ten of those girls that, you know, were quote-unquote my friends saw me naked. I was embarrassed to say the least. I didn't even know that emotion existed. Until then, if I could turn red, spoiler, I'm black. This is Cool Black Dudes Radio, so I'm just just letting you know. I would have. I think I experienced embarrassment for the first time. The word embarrass comes from the Portuguese root embarassa, which means to entangle or entwine. And feeling embarrassed often feels like being tied up or exposed. That's Michael Stevens from YouTube channel Vsauce. He does esoteric deep dives into random ideas using science and his cool voice. He's awesome. We'll hear a bit more from him later on. But how can a healthy amount of embarrassment be a sign that you are likable, forgivable, and trustworthy? Back to the story. Yeah, so the girls came through. Fuck, that was not cool. And to this day, I still remember trying to get my towel on, but it wasn't fast enough. And having all those kids laugh at me and point fingers, oh, that was that was not cool. Of course, like a goldfish, I forgot. Rest of the day happened. Everything was fine. But that event subconsciously stuck with me for a very long time. Other black guys feel the same way. It's not just in my head, but also a neurosis shared by other black men. How many? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's an anxiety that runs deep between us. I felt some pressure, man. This is Kerry Human from Portland, Oregon. He's my best friend, awesome dude involved in a whole bunch of cool shit, co-founder of Cool Black Dudes, and one of the main reasons why I had to do this investigative podcast. Here's a snippet from a convo we had. You know, like I wasn't 
I wasn't quite sure if there were any expectations. You know, my girlfriend was there, so I knew she could vouch for me, but it's like, you know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by expectations? What do you mean by expectations? Well, you know, there's, you know, this, this stereotype, man, you know, and it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a brown skinned dude, you know, you, you most likely are packing some heat, you know? And I, again, you know, I, I think there are two types, man. You got, you got, you got showers and growers, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go too deep into that, you know, cause I know that's part of, you know, what you'll be sharing, but it's like, you know, some, some, some people are just ready to go all the time and other people just need, need a little inspiration. You know what I mean? And, I just felt a little intimidated because I thought there was going to be this expectation behind like how big I should be. And obviously I didn't think anyone was just going to be like, Oh, is that it? Or, Oh, I thought all black guys had like, you know, it's like, I, I feel comfortable in myself, but I guess just, you know, just from that stereotype, man, you know, it's like, I'm not walking around with, you know, fucking, you know, like in the Wesley pipe. Speaking of Wesley, here's a cut from Wesley Morris's awesome pop culture podcast, still processing where he talks on the same issues that Carrie and I have. So in the piece, I talk about this time when I was 24 and I lived in San Francisco and I took this guy home from a bar and we were about to, I don't know what we were going to do, but it involved sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we were going to have this hookup and he saw my dick and was like, really? That's, that's your dick? And I'm like, yeah, this is a normal dick. And I th- and he said, basically, you know, this is not what I was expecting. What do you think he was <laughs> expecting? I don't know. I think he was expecting the biggest dick he'd ever seen. The fetish and hypersexualization of black men. When a man doesn't sleep with you right away, oh, oh, it's not because he respects you. It's because he has a small dick. It was a black dude. Unless you live under a rock or in a place with no internet, Black guys have big dicks is just standard fireside locker room sort of chat. It's been proven by medical studies and from my observation in locker rooms that it's not true. But with these areas like the porn industry, mainstream media, and rappers and just hip-hop culture in general, it's hard to ignore. And when people say it enough, you kind of start believing it. Funny, to me, there really seems to only be three groups of people that talk about this. Again, These groups are just based on my general observation of living as a human over the last 37 years. I'm big on science and evidence, but sometimes you just got to say how you feel and what you think you know. These groups that I think that like to talk about how big the black penis is are... Number one, black guys. Number two, white women. Number three, white guys or non-black men. Cool. Let's start with number one. Black guys. Yeah, they're dudes of all races with big dicks. These dudes love talking about how big their dick is, like, all the time. What's the saying? How do you know a guy has a big dick? Oh, he'll show and tell you. It's pretty annoying. I know a few people that say, oh, yeah, I have this friend that's always talking about or showing us how big his dick is. This is where we get the dick measuring contest from. I think. Like, it's a thing. I believe these guys are just holding onto the stereotype to help give their ego a boost. They have some inadequacy somewhere else in their life 
and it just seems like it's filling a void. Side note. According to extensive studies by scientists, there are many male animals that like displaying their brightly colored and interestingly shaped penises to other females during the mating stages. This isn't just a photo of their penis, because we have technology. Obviously, animals don't. They show the full package, no pun intended, like they're selling to the female. So it's their bodies, it's their strength, it's, it's all those things. While men, based on these, these studies, while men are showing their dicks and it's like, you know, inherent in nature, it actually makes no sense to do it now in modern society. White women. This is an interesting one, as I thought they were safe. And I never really encountered this in real life, but I get this underlying passive sense I could be wrong. That white women in particular, and a certain type, the ones that are mostly into black guys, they have this expectation. I could be wrong here, but it's just a hunch. They are few and far between, and I've really never had this actually said to me in real life. But again, from the porn I see and the sexual innuendos that are out there from just random people in general, it's hard to avoid this shit. Words and beliefs are powerful even without true evidence behind them. Rather than talk about this, I'll let a conversation I had with first-time nude beach attenders and white females, Martina and Kristen, say what I mean. This stupid stereotype, um, which has been otherwise debunked multiple times by people saying black guys are subject to all penis sizes, just like any other man on this planet. I don't think there's necessarily that much truth to the stereotype. In my experience, I've never seen, like, more than one black penis. Um, <laughs> so I'm only going off that. Um, other than that, you know, uh, it really just depends on the person. I feel like that's something really difficult, like, you can't measure. Um, in ter- well, in terms of just looking and just looking at someone's physique, you know, like it's it's hard to make a preconceived notion until you actually see the thing. Yeah, you fully can't. fully erect or fully not erect, and then you take a measuring tape to it, and then you can do, you know, the breakdowns. But um, I think society, obviously, yes. But I've only seen one, so I can only go go and base it off that. White men and non-black guys. So if it's not the white women that I know, then who is it? Let's get this on the record. I love joking about sex just as much as the next person. Joking is okay, right? Maybe too much. Is that okay? I'd say yeah in healthy doses, but some people take it too far. Usually white men or non-black men are the ones. They're almost scared in this weird, sort of funny and passive, awkward kind of way. Always talking about my big dick and what it's gonna do to whatever woman out there they don't even know it but it's subconsciously creating an expectation that i've been forming throughout my adult life but why do they go to these jokes it's got to be an insecurity somewhere i actually recently had a very similar thing come to hand this is rebecca who is a former spokesperson from the group young nudists of australia that i'm a part of unfortunately due to Social normities across different, like, cultures, countries, different religions and stuff means that disproportionately in Australia, more nudists tend to be of the fairer skin tone or of an Anglo background. So people who are maybe Indian of background or um, Asian of some description or, like yourself, more uh, darker skinned or even Aboriginal Australians. Culturally back home or when you've been grown up in your home or, or the representation 
within your personal like sphere isn't based around social nudity. Whereas a lot more angleized cultures have like you've got your Swedish saunas, you know the Japanese have their onsen baths, and all those sorts of things tend to be quite that northern European wedge. And so that's why I feel that a unfortunately disproportionate in this country of bastards, of mixed races, of immigrants, of pretty much everyone here is an immigrant except for the Aboriginal Australians, and they don't necessarily view nudity the way that we do. Um, and they've been quite anglicised by colonisation. So all of that is why it would be perceived and harder for you, for as you've said, you feel that, and your friends who are of, who are black, feel that it's not necessarily for you or that you're prejudged and sexualized in nature, so kinked. So you guys are a fetish. You're fetishized. So that's it. I got to the root of my initial issue. It was actually mostly white men and the media that gave me this sense of inadequacy in my flaccid state. The podcast could end here, right? But there's more to this story than just me. I think it might have to do with vulnerability and the world's lack of being okay with being vulnerable. But before we jump out of racial standards with nudity and dive into society standards around nudity, I think Wesley Morris sums it up best. This is this ongoing stigma against something that is very normal to black people, Mm -hmm. which is a penis. And I think we have been both given this legacy of of what it means to have a black penis, what it means to be intimate with one. Yeah. And I mean that both for men and for women. And I just don't have those feelings about mine. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. other people give them to me. the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to masterofsomepod.com slash ttt. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's masterofsomepod.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. As always, we appreciate you listening. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through health and fitness. If you like this episode, we'd highly appreciate if you can go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to subscribe or follow Master of Some Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling extra saucy, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that will be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. 
If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for episodes, or hell, if you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk at delaycreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram at delaycreates. Or you can hit us up wherever you can find us. Last, this episode and music was created and produced by Podpaste and myself. So if you like any of the music, you can add it to your device playlist by going to masterofsomepod.com forward slash music. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Thank you.